distance, boss fights lead tower. We are tracking you. Head for bay 35. Over. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Welcome to the Docking Bay 35 podcast. We are but a humble hanger out on the desert planet Tatooine. Uh, today's topic is going to be episode 14 of the Clone Wars animated TV show. There will be spoilers. I'm your host, Vinny. And I am that Barbie doll that you left behind, Stacy. Oh, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, the business. Follow us on all the social medias Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook at DockingBay35. You can also feel free to email us at any time at DockingBay35 at gmail.com. We would uh, love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, what did you think of uh, our 30 minute? episode it's like a little taste and it'll see what it tastes like you know just like a mm, Mm. is that i don't know is that paprika (laughs) Mm. (laughs) that's a 10 i think it's um it's definitely we tried cooking this recipe once we didn't get the ratios right we forgot this one step but but this time right i think i think it's we we, we set the oven a little too hot last time and, yeah, but like we got it there. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, it's edible, but but I think we could do better. Um, so trying to keep us on track and and test out this new thirty sec thirty minute thing. Let's jump into our icebreaker. Let's so, do it. So this episode is really about the Lerman. Um, and as you know, there's the Bumafu. Um, there's the Bumafu lemurs from Madagascar, and so, and they're basically just they just talk like people um so if you are a character designer on um the clone wars anime tv show or really just like a any kind of character designer on a star wars property and you were really rushed and just had to choose an animal to turn into like a sentient species what would you choose and why uh geez um well i'd probably choose like a like a rhinoceros, you know? I don't think those exist in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I think mudhorns exist. I know mudhorns exist, but that's not like a <laughs> sentient person person. That's just like a... Murr, I'm gonna eat you, <laughs> monster. So like, Suka! So like, it, it's almost like um, like a Goofy and Pluto situation, in which like there's two dogs, but like one dog like talks and has, has a kid that went to college, and the other one is... um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, they would be kind of like the Jadoon from uh, Doctor Who, which they mm-hmm. are like literally just spinoffs of like stormtroopers. If you like really read into it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sharon, if you were a character designer on the Clone Wars, what <laughs> animal would you like to turn into a sentient oh, species? I want to. I want to try to figure out something really horrifying, like a butterfly. Can you imagine like a butterfly and it's just like woo 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 woo, and like it gets to your, it gets on your hand, and then what? It's like, it goes. Hello, my name is Frank. You're. I. I got. I got to pay for my mortgage. I'm. You're my bounty. 
<laughs> like a butterfly comes in, has like a little helmet on its like tiny little face. It's just like, I can bring you in hot or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the episode. Uh, Defenders yeah. of Peace. Uh, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Bill Canterbury. Yeah. Okay, two fun facts. Um, Stuart Lee apparently um, has had a prolific career in, like, uh, storyboard and animation, like, in TV. He's, like, worked on Back to the Future, the animated series. He's worked on Batman, the Killing Joke, the movie. Um, he's worked on Guardians of the Galaxy series, Avengers Assembled, um, and, and a lot of Marvel TV shows. Um, so that's really cool. And and Bill Canterbury, who written, who wrote this episode, also wrote for The Simpsons. He wrote for Scooby Doo, like back in the mid two thousands, and also Phil of the Future, which I think is a Disney Channel show. Oh my god, um, I remember Phil of the Future. He made oh yeah. like his uh, him and his family are like from the future, and they built this engine that ran on milk. I always wondered <laughs> whatever crazy. happened to that engine. They should probably look into that. No, probably it's like all curdy and cheesy now. Um, <laughs> Yummy. Uh, yeah, so I guess well, really, um, really experienced people working on this episode. Very experienced people. Um, it's so cool that like George Lucas brought on so many folks that like had a lot of like experience. If anything, like maybe uh, he saw how, what they were doing and were like, mm, yes, they could uh, definitely bring to, uh, some. Great a uh, Clone Wars to my series. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, let's get into the uh, fortune cookies. Yeah. A single kind work will keep one warm for years. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, huh? Yeah, it's like, like a cup of tea, but yeah. like a person. Yeah, if you like some dirt. Yeah, if you like do something nice for somebody, uh, it'll keep them warm for years. Anyways, the episode fortune cookie <laughs> is when surrounded by war, one must eventually choose a side. Wow, that's rough, buddy. I mean, it's pretty on point. <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, I don't know. I have complicated feelings about this, but let's let's get let's get more into the episode, and then we could talk. No, 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 no. Let's uh, let's break it down. What, what, what's so complicated? I don't know. Okay, like so, so, so much of this episode. Oh, sorry. So much of this episode is like based off of um, like the the main Lerman village head, who basically is like um, you know, like it's it's violence to choose even a side of something, and I think like in the practicality of the episode, like, the episode sort of chooses that, like, chooses to say that you have to sort of pick a side, and to some extent that's true. Like, you can't be, like, complacent about something, but I I don't know. I don't think, um, but I think that there is something to, like, neutrality and nonviolent confrontation that I don't think Star Wars, like, really takes seriously as, like... Right. A, like, they've tried multiple times with these Lerman, and then, like, the pacifism in, like, the Mandalorian plot arc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, every time they they say that, they also undercut it entirely by making a very action-packed episode. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I get, right. like, I get that it sort of sells, and so that's why they, they go with that. Um... 
I don't know. It's sort of it's um it bothers me because I feel like it just doesn't give it a fair shake just because of of the the structure of Star Wars. Um, right. That, I mean, like, it's it's, like... it's in the name Wars. It's never gonna. Yeah. Re- Maybe one day we'll get like that peaceful time, but like guns know, and pew pews and like woo woo and so jumping bad. high and like force push. That sells, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> I, uh, like, 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 for example, I really like the beginning of this episode where it's like really peaceful. Um, like everyone's just sort of hanging out. Bly is like helping Lerman like put up, set up their fruit stand. Um, Rex I know, is, and like, he's smiling. He's like, yeah, I helped. Like... And then he goes munchy munch. I know it's so cute, and like, um, I like how Rex is like being like he's like sitting in the grass like some kind of pi- picnic thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like mm, he's having his picnic, and then yeah, like he's he, like, like drinking some tea, and, and he's like, mm, we have company. <laughs> ah, I know. Yeah. Well, anyways, this to summarize the episode, the Lerman village is turned into a staging ground for a weapon that only affects organic matter. The Lerman have a philosophical debate ending the younger <laughs> Lerman fighting the Separatists themselves, aided by the Jedi and the remaining clone commanders. Wow. I can read. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah, so so like the Lerman village like gets descended upon by um, the Nemoidian commander um, Lord Dirk. Um, who is voiced by Lock, 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 Dirt? Look, Dirt. Again, we don't have like a, we don't have like a, I don't even think they actually say the name, but it's so cool that he's voiced. Oh, he does? Yeah, he introduces himself. We have to say it like George Takei. Look, Dirt. Which I don't know how to do. I'll enter it right there, right where you said like, Lock, Dirt. But yeah, 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 wow, George Takai. Is it George Takai or is it George Takai? I don't remember how he okay. prefers. Okay, yes. Um. Anyways, uh, it's so cool. Like, I was like, is that? Who is that? Like, the voice sounded very familiar. And then I looked it up and it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool for him for crossing the picket line between Star Trek and Star Wars. I know. Um, wow. 10 out of 10. Yeah, Hopefully... I... Well, I don't think he actually pops up again, actually. <laughs> yeah, I though I heard that, like, I, like, and I don't know if it's true, like, I saw it on Wikipedia, that apparently George Takei was, or, or this character was actually meant to be more of a reoccurring character, which maybe why is, um, maybe that's why, like, he, like, directly works with, like, Count Dooku at the beginning of the episode, because, like, it made sense that he would be, like, sort of, higher up in the string of things but right. for whatever reason like it it just never panned out that he came back well because he's kind of like sort of the worst <laughs> well i mean but i maybe like think i don't know i think it's more of like a schedule thing because i mean like general grievous is also the worst <laughs> you're right well at least grievous bug. gets results do you see all those trophies what do you mean trophies? He like remember the malevolence and how it like crashed and burned. <laughs> That's so much money. And then yeah, then uh, Dooku had to give him his annual review and whatnot. Yeah, so like Lockdirt, he comes in, 
um, makes the Lerman all afraid. The Lerman like push out the Jedi and the clones, and the Jedi and clones are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like you do you. Um, I really like how Rex. He's like, he's like, I just don't understand why the Lerman don't want to stand up and fight, and like he's just like really eager and like he's yeah. like, excited to steal he's ready. the ship, ready for I mean, anything. Uh like the like early season Rex is so different because I, maybe it's because um. I'm concurrently watching both the new season seven Clone Wars Rex, who's a very different person. <laughs> right. No, I see who, what you're saying. Who at the end of he's like so tired, he's so reluctant, he's like really confused and like conflicted. Whereas like this Rex is like he's just one track mind, we've gotta fight. We gotta we gotta keep the peace. And right, the his coding is like is fresh. Fight. He hasn't like fought enough with by Anakin's side and Ahsoka's side enough to get like decoded or something. Or yeah, more like um, it, it, he doesn't really get self-reflective until things start happening that don't make sense. But right. But in his mind, like he's just like, in his mind, he just doesn't understand like why fighting isn't necessary. This is why um, I I sort of wish that there was more episodes like where the clones get like some perspective because I feel like um, I really wanted vid- like not video. Not Vinny's perspective. I want your perspective too. You always but I really wanted... giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really wanted to get Rex's perspective of the episode for this episode, and also for um, I wanted to get Rex's perspective on the Zygerian arc episode. Right, it'd probably be something he's... like we had landed and we met these Zabumafu, and <laughs> I kind of. Regretted being there because they were pacifists and I was bred for war. <laughs> Something yeah, like yeah. that, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> this, this plus impression. Oh, All right, bye, Rex. Really bye, bye, Vinny. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, like... Well, they land. Well, they're on the planet and they're surviving, and they find these people, and like, you know, clones are there to fight, and like, there's nothing to fight until there yeah. is. Ah, uh, I mean, like, there is a probe Rex, droid. Rex could have had like a picnic, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you you were talking about like later in the episode. Yeah, there's like a probe droid, and then um, they, I okay, this I think is really interesting. I love how Rex, Ahsoka, and Y are so eager to fight that they chase after like the probe droid like immediately after. Well, like, meanwhile, like, Ayla Sekra, like, she's, like, older, she, like, knows more, and she's just, like, she takes a deep breath. She, like, just circles around and, like, catches the probe droid ahead of it. And, like, right. like this cool, like, slicing. Um, I feel like oh, it just... Yeah, really jam its signal! Yeah, like, she knew, like, oh, it's probably gonna fly in the direction of where they need to go. So she, like, tracked it and sliced it. Yeah, I, I think it really Slap shows, job. like... Yeah, I think it just... I think it really shows like how the clones and Ahsoka are sort of at like the same age and like the same kind of maturity where they are mature for their age, but they're also um there's so much more wisdom that they could have. And yeah, I don't know. Um they um so once they destroy the probe droid, they realize that there must be like a base really close by. So like they climb up a tree, um, and then they look out and then they see um what Lockdown is doing. And it's basically creating like this weapon that like can destroy all organic life. 
Yeah, um, it's like so... a it's like a napalm bomb that could be shot off by like a battle droid tank. Yeah, and um, I like how like the the droids are like, oh no, <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> yeah, and um... the volunteers are you. And he points out, <laughs> and they're like us. Ah, yeah, I'm, it's so funny and cute. Um, but yeah, like the covert Jedi and clones. <laughs> besitos all around, <laughs> so cool. Like it's very like. Uh, it sounds almost like the music could be in like a spy flick or something. Mm, yeah, it's like just like a little bit of horns. Yeah, um, just a little like they're going like. Bah, so. bah, bah. <laughs> yeah, I I like how I like how it's like mostly fully sounds um and it's it's cool to see it's cool to see them like I, I don't know there's something really cool about like a just like a quick like and then like they're they're dead and like sneaking I don't know I, it's it's slick they're super um, slick like they're so slick that they sneak in and like steal like shield generators and bring them back to the village. Yeah, so they steal the shield generators. The Lerman, or at least the Lerman head honcho is like, oh, like, uh, like take uh, your shield generators away. Yeah, what the um, heck? Chief Chieftain's just like, I didn't ask for this in like a weird alien Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, why is he Scottish? <laughs> He's from Madagascar. Did he like uh, go to Oxford and like, I don't know. Yeah, so, um, but but like the Jedi are sort of insistent. They're like, "Look, you're you're gonna die." Um, so they they run the shield generators anyway. Yeah, Anakin's oh. like, "You may have your ideals, but so do we." That's not an exact quote, but he's like, "Let us like do our thing. Like we're here to protect you, basically. They're like coming Anakin... and they're gonna use this bomb on you. Please let it's, us help I, you." I feel like Anakin. He's just like he's like trying to take this tiny Lerman man. He just wants to shake him. He's just like, "Let me help you. Let me love you." <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's just, like I get it though. Like he's set in his ways, but like his son is even like, "Bruh, they're gonna walk all over us, homie." And the dad's just like, "Nah, dog. We're pacifists. If they do it, they do it." If we, I mean, if I die, if he dies, he dies. You know, like me on the airplane. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, Just be careful. Um, I no, I think that like at least with um, Tiwaka, like I think like if if this was like a real situation, this was like a person that really believed in these set of beliefs. I feel like he would understand that he would need to defend himself enough, and that there would be like a way to like be diplomatic without like actually like having ties with like the jedi like because it's not like this is like a formal thing where they're like signing a treaty or whatever no yeah um, i know like i wonder if at well i don't know at the end of the episode uh like well let's not skip too far ahead let's like continue where we are like they defend the heck out of the village like there's oh. like three waves of droids that they uh battle off one oh or God. two of the uh, uh, waves gets through, actually, and, like, mm -hmm. eventually the Lemur, Lemur have to, like, defend themselves. Like, the son is just like, nah, we got this. We're going to defend ourselves. And the dad isn't yeah. that happy about it, but they're going to do it anyways. Um, like, 
at the end of the day, like, yes, Tiwaka is a great leader. Like, it's like, he, like, if the Jedi were to have never have crashed, would the Separatists have gone to that planet? No, they would have, because they were just trying to find, Right, like, and then the, they would have been weapon. wiped out. All of them, you know? Oh. Like, the Jedi did their thing, though, and, like, protected the peace. You know? Yeah, but I mean, like, but I guess it's, it's it, it, like, complicates, like, what the Jedi are doing, though, because, like, it's, like, this thing that's being perpetuated, and, and... It, and it has like these repercussions that they're not seeing. Like like in this case, like yes, like regardless, like the separatists would have come. But for like I think like if if I'm gonna skip like way into spoiler territory in like the most recent episode with like the dragon people and the bad batch episode, like right. I don't think those natives like would have necessarily been Right. It's kind of like the same affected. story where like they crash land on this planet, they're thrown at some native uh natives and they're like hey we kind of brought joints sorry yeah yeah and i think that that's more indicative of like what real war is and this is sort of like why um like and, and i think that's like why it's 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 more interesting to think about it like a little bit but but i get but i get that this is like a 30 minute episode and they need to like wrap things up and um like yeah so but it, this all to say, I don't, I don't think that he's wrong. But I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get more into like the idea of like pacifism as like this third option when we get into. Well, I don't know. Like right and wrong in war is like a blurry line, you know. Like yeah, yeah. I, it's like yeah. sure the Jedi saved them at the end of the day, but like now they either have to like the Republic either has to stay there to make sure that the Separatists don't come back. So it now becomes uh, a Republic planet or they leave and then the Separatists come back and wipe them out anyways, you know? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, the Republic probably put an outpost there. They probably put some sort of blockade to make sure that uh, um, they didn't, like, get wiped out again. Um, yeah, like, I think, like, we really see, like, the Lemur, like, do their best to stay neutral, but at the end of the day, they chose a side, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think, and I think, like, it is also sort of inevitable, like, it, uh, like to sort of play devil's advocate on the other side of things, like, I think it's, like, incredibly nuanced um, to say that at some point, like, if you have the privilege to not choose a side, that doesn't mean that, like, ethically you shouldn't choose a side. You know what I mean? Because um, I think, like, there's, like, oh, yeah, I get this, you. this whole other part of it, too, where, like, if, like, and maybe this this might have more to do with um, with Satine and the Mandalorians, or maybe to do with, like, Toydaria, for example, that was, like, sort of on the fence. Um, Jupiter Noia! Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, I think they had more resources to give, but decided not to, or, like, were on the fence about it because they think they're doing fine where they are, um, and and yet they could do so much more help to, like, 
to other villages or like planets that don't have those resources um, right but these are like legit just small lemur people who want to stay neutral and pacifist yeah uh i think uh oh what's his name tiwaka the leader the chieftain Mm -hmm. guy of the lemur is just like you hoisted us like you dragged us into this war this is still your fault anakin you know like Anakin, Anakin calling out Darth Vader before he's Darth Vader. Right. I wonder if like Darth Vader ever goes back and it's just like, your planet belongs to me now, Chieftain Tiwaka. <laughs> God. I know. Yeah, like Tiwaka is the first person to realize that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> um, yeah, I um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't... I think we do go back to this... Oh, wait, sorry. No, no, we don't ever get back to this episode, so... Um... No, I don't I don't remember ever seeing the Lemur again. Like, I think, like, the Republic may have just been like, alright, so if you ever need us, call us. Okay, bye! They never call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They so probably destroy it or, like, F that! Um... <laughs> We're done here. Yeah, um... Uh... Or either that or George Lucas is like, I may have gone too far in a few places. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like, I just, I love the fact that it's so action-packed. I love the fact that we get to see, like, Ahsoka be, like, a young, young, spunky Padawan and, like, convince the, like, younger tribe members to be like, stand up and fight with me, please. And they do, yeah. and like uh, they roll around and are like rolling around the droid's legs, and uh, they tie him down with like a rope or something, and Ahsoka's able to just like slice off droid's heads like uh, gangbusters. Yeah. Like they butter. Like butter. I um okay, so I, this is like sort of going back, like pat, like rewinding all the philosophical stuff. Can we just? Can I just say like? Um, watching this episode has sort of stressed me out because it reminded me of Battlefront. Oh, Sharon, <laughs> your favorite game. Uh, I mean, I like, I like the, I like the graphics. I like, I like when you get to play as a your favorite character. But I'm just, uh, oh, Sharon, you could play as objective-based uh, multiplayer. It's just too much. But I, I really liked how Ahsoka had to stay close to the payload. She, she's, she was really overeager, but she just really wanted to be on the payload or like she she had to be told to get back on the payload and i think that's so funny um right and i, I love how like <laughs> Stay rex, on the payload i like how rex and bly like they're just they're they're on point they're like hanging out next to the objective like right they're the good dps time, like, right there what out. good dps boys but it, yeah like uh when is battlefront going to have dlc in which they protect the lemur people I know, right? Where's my Lemur map? Where's my um Lemur? Where's my uh where's uh oh what's the planet's name again? Mar Meridune. Yeah, where's my Meridune map? <laughs> Add that to this Clone Wars expansion. Give me Madagascar in space. God damn Yeah, where's my Marty and uh oh what's the what's the what's the lion's Wagtooth? name? The lion's name from the Madagascar movie. 
Oh, I've never watched the Madagascar movie. I'm so oh, sure. The penguins alone are worth the watch. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. This is the final episode of this, like, Battle of Miradun. Like, wow. Let's just invade this peaceful planet on accident and save it. Good job, Jedi. Yeah. But did we save it? Dun, dun, dun. Probably. Who knows? Probably. I don't think, like, George Takei's character ever comes back. So, and yeah. we never see, like, the Lemur ever again. So, like, I assume they are alive somewhere in the galaxy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Anakin, when he goes full Darth Vader, does not, it's not like, man, I don't know what those lemurs are doing. And it's, like, in the Outer Rim. Yeah, I think it's fine. But Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, but I, yeah. I yeah. Think you're cool. You're cool. Yeah. Um, cool. I don't know. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? Um, good episode. I, the, the pacing was a lot slower in this episode, but I think it, it was a good, it was like a good balance. Between right. You get to catch your breath a little bit with all the espionage mm -hmm. at the beginning, but then it like becomes a war packed, uh, battlefront again. Yeah. But like also like a little bit of philosophy, like a little bit of ethics, but like not too much ethics. This is Star Wars. Right. <laughs> the, the violence don't, wins. Don't think about it too hard, but think about it super hard because we're Star Wars fans. Oh. <laughs> but get mad at it for some reason. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's all love, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, wanna all right. blow up this taco stand? Let's blow up this taco stand. Alright, this is the way. Ooh, yeah. This is the way. I have spoken. Copy that. Meet me at Hangar 3-5 in half an hour. <laughs>